Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2024. Judge calls for hearing on Fannie Willis's White House trips, along with Loverboy's little White House trip. You know, Loverboy was charging Fannie Willis top dollar overnight and his trips to the Biden White House. What was going on there, ladies and gentlemen? Did Loverboy leave the cocaine in the White House? Maybe we'll figure it out. Red state governors back Greg Abbott in border showdown with Biden regime. We are witnessing a Fort Sumner moment here, baby. Things are about to pop off. And I am joined by the Attorney General of Texas today. Ken Paxton joins the show. He's gonna talk all about it. We're very excited about this. This may be the moment. This is a 1776 moment on our program today. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Lots of breaking news. 2024 will be one of those years where we will be traveling a lot and where we will be going out into the field and we will be um, showing you truth. We have invested heavily in the ability to do documentaries here and the ability to actually do original, hard, on-the-ground news reportings as corporate media gets gutted because they were activists simping on behalf of billionaires. We are going to take that energy and steal it. We will grab the ball and run with it. And we'll do it for you because we actually answer to one person alone, you, the audience. That's it. That's it. As we go out in the field and as we do these stories, we actually intend on going to Texas, California, a number of different states, South Carolina for the primaries, Nikki Haley's hometown. Wait till you see what we have ready for that. We got to make sure that we are connected. And the way that we do that, Patriot Mobile, ladies and gentlemen. Patriot Mobile keeps us connected and tied in, locked in to make sure that we can reach you and connect with you. They are a conservative, Christian, free speech, cell phone company that keeps us connected on the road. Go to patreonmobile.com today slash Benny to stay connected with us and our program and to speak freely. Make sure that you use the code Benny to get free activation today. Join me and make the switch today. patreonmobile.com slash Benny. 972-PATRIOT if you wish to call and make the switch today. Stay connected for content like this. Oh, baby. <laughs> Big Fanny has got a bit of a pin in her cushion. If you're picking up what I'm laying down, she said, oh my, I have sat in it, stepped in it today. Everything is unraveling. It is incredible. I'm a Christian and I don't pretend to be any type of Bible scholar. I'm a simple Christian, all right? I've read my Bible, okay? And I've read the stories. Don't pre pretend to understand all of it, right? But I do love the Old Testament. There is something really special about Old Testament justice. And what you see with the, the corrupt and evil rulers of that time is that uh, God, in his own way and in his own time, and sometimes it doesn't happen, sometimes it does, in his own time, he takes those leaders, whether it be Pharaoh or whether it be evil kings of, uh, of Israel, or prideful kings of Israel, or corrupt kings of Israel. He takes them, even some of his chosen, like David, like he humbles them. He humbles them. They are humiliated. And it's oftentimes, like very public, okay? With great responsibility, great power, great responsibility, right? So it's very public and it's embarrassing. And your sin shall find you out. And the truth shall set you free. And ladies and gentlemen, you are watching a uh, a bit of a pillar of salt 
I'm not saying that Fannie Willis uh, doesn't need any any extra sodium in her diet, but I'll tell you this. Pillar of salt is what she is becoming right now in the public eye. Bad things are happening to Big Fannie. Now, we detailed last week that the judge has now dragged Fannie Willis into court over the uh, hiring of her paramour, her boyfriend, her lover boy, whose claim to fame was not prosecuting presidents or deep legal scholarship, but name changes, legal name changes, and uh, doing slip and fall ambulance chasing stuff, real dirtbag stuff, real scumbag like uh, community college law degree stuff, okay? What's interesting about this reporting is that it gets even worse. It's getting even worse for Fannie because now the judge has decided that on the table is going to be, what was Fannie doing at the White House? What's going on here? With all of these trips being billed to the taxpayers of Georgia with Fannie Willis and Loverboy going to the White House, along with a number of different new revelations about what Loverboy was spending taxpayer money on, cruises, trips to Napa Valley for him and Fannie. What, what, what exactly was Big Fanny doing in Napa Valley? Was she at Nancy Pelosi's vineyard? Was she driving around with Paul Pelosi? That's dangerous, no matter who you are. What was going on? Was Nancy mixing them a martini? Very dry, starting at 11 a.m. Let's go. We don't know, ladies and gentlemen, but this judge seemingly will find out. Let's, let me set this up for you, okay? Fannie Willis's lover boy is being paid more than any other attorney on this team. Fannie Willis's lover boy is taking Fannie on romantic excursions, even though he's married. Very exciting. He's getting divorced right now because of this. Fannie Willis's lover boy is on this case because Fannie's doing a, a big old payout. Fannie's getting charged. Fannie, according to the records, Fannie's getting charged by lover boy past midnight for work. After dark, we kid you not. Here are the records. Watch. Fannie Willis's lover boy, Nathan Wade, might be the hardest working lawyer in America. Nathan allegedly billed taxpayers for 24 hours of work on the Trump Georgia case in a single day. That means Nathan was working all day and all night on Fannie's case. What would lover boy be working on past midnight? He wouldn't be billing Fannie. No, he couldn't be. I'm sure he was just burning the midnight oil at the office. Loverboy's billed nearly 700 grand. Is he making more than the lawyers who aren't sleeping with Fanny? Is he making more because he's more qualified than they are? Or is the lover just working harder? <laughs> ALX and Robbie are two producers on this program, and I expect puns. Boys, we got to get some puns, okay? Let's get some puns going. I want more puns about Loverboy and Big Fanny because Loverboy has certainly been laying down the law with Big Fanny, taking, taking, the, taking the gavel into his own hands and making sure that Fanny knows the, uh, Fanny knows the, the wood on the bench. I, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. We're going to work on it. We're going to workshop it, okay? We're going to workshop it. But there is someone who's 
working so very hard on Big Fanny. That is Loverboy. And Loverboy is making sure that you know that he is the best man for the job. Loverboy's credentials are extensive, as we have covered. Now, I know you're going to say he's prosecuting the president. This is one of the biggest cases uh, potentially in American legal history, right? You're prosecuting a former president. Like, this is going to go into the history books. You're going to need a real legal professional. You're going to need somebody who's really hit the bricks, graduate from some Ivy League school, presumably, somebody with a bright, sharp IQ, somebody who's really shown him, proven himself in the legal profession to take on a case, a case this big. I mean, if you're going to take on Big Fanny's, Big Fanny, then you better be willing to handle it. And this man, he certainly has the credentials. Watch. God, wasn't it them that attacked this lawyer of impeccable credentials? Is it that some will never see a black man as qualified, no matter his achievements? What more can one achieve? Well, the race card isn't going to get you out of this one, Fanny. We found Loverboy's resume. Impeccable? Not a word I'd use to describe Nathan Wade's credentials. Some of his highest profile cases involve car accidents. Loverboy represented a lady who was rear-ended by a beer truck. He tried getting her 300 grand for emotional and physical damages, but the case was dismissed. Loverboy's a piranha in small claims court. He represented an electronics store who claimed the customer owed him 11 grand for some speakers. Wade won that one. And his biggest court victory of all time, Nathan Wade helped two people Get their names changed. I mean, this guy, this is a straight, straight up Matlock over here. Okay. You're talking about, you're talking about a few good men. You can't handle the truth. Tom Cruise. Come on. I mean, you are talking best lawyer in the country here. I mean, as you can hear, as you heard there, this guy's an expert on getting rear-ended. He wins those ones. And so Big Fanny's thankful for that. Big Fanny made sure that Loverboy was all tip top for his performance and was staffed correctly. Loverboy was able to travel to Washington, D.C. on the Georgia taxpayer dime to go meet with the White House, people that we're paying, by the way, and go collude with them before the case. Isn't that interesting? Now, this would be called obstruction of justice, right? This would be called collusion. These are the kind of things that they impeached Donald Trump for in Ukraine or accused Donald Trump of doing with Russia. This would be patently illegal. Of course, the statute of limitations for something like this is going to be 2029. And so I very much look forward to a Trump White House looking into this when we get the reins back in 24, but I'm getting ahead of myself. You see, lover boy with his incredible pedigree of legal pariah. I mean, this guy was changing names in courts, getting speakers paid for in small claims. He was welcomed up to the White House. I mean, who wouldn't want to meet with this absolute ace of a lawyer? This guy was welcomed up to the White House to go meet with Joe Biden for hours on end. I don't know Joe Biden, but his regime. Now, what exactly would he be doing a slip and fall ambulance chaser lawyer from the poorest, worst run third world district in Georgia. Why would this guy be invited to go sit down with the White House? 
Even Joe Biden's White House doesn't really have time for that. Joe Biden barely has time to be uh, the resident of the White House. He's on vacation half the time. He's lounging about on a Bahama Island, St. Croix, which is where he was over the winter break. Or on a beach in Delaware, unable to drag a beach chair. Flabby man boobs. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you say, you say, you say flabby, lover boy's there. Watch. But it's a lot worse than a sexual kickback scheme. Documents show Fanny's lover boy met with the Biden White House while he was investigating Trump twice. Fanny's lover boy files for divorce. The next day, Fanny taps him to be Trump's special prosecutor. Then Fanny's lover boy has an eight hour conference with Joe Biden's White House counsel. Then a few months later, the lover boy has an eight hour interview with the White House. And Loverboy billed the taxpayer two grand for each meeting, which would mean local prosecutors prosecuting Donald Trump are officially working with the Biden White House. So besides stiffing Big Fanny, Loverboy is also stiffing the Georgia taxpayers and the American taxpayers because we're paying for the White House counsel to go meet with Loverboy to prosecute Donald Trump. And that's illegal, it turns out. Did Fannie Willis conspire with Biden's White House? We may find out soon. Let's read, ladies and gentlemen. The judge presiding over former President Donald Trump's election conspiracy case in Georgia has a scheduled hearing for Thursday, today, to consider the request for discovery from one of Trump's uh, one Trump's alleged co-conspirators who's seeking access to any records to potentially catch Fulton County prosecutors conspiring with Joe Biden's White House. Fulton County Superior Judge Scott McAfee issued a one-page order on January 17th summoning the attorneys for Trump DOJ official Bernie B. Clark, Jeffrey B. Clark, correction, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis to appear in his Atlanta courtroom. Clark's motion to compel, dated January 12th, asked the court to order Fannie Willis to turn over any evidence documenting any contact she may have had citing travel receipt bills for the Democrat DA's office, totaling $4,000 for two eight-hour meetings with Joe Biden, costing $2,000 each, the White House officials. One was in late May of 2022 for a conference, and one was a D.C. interview in mid-November. Both financial statements were filled out under the project title Anti-Corruption Special Prosecutor. And of course, you have the uh, you can see them in black and white here. It's important. We always show you the evidence. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have what would cons- what you could consider a smoking gun. This is the billing to the taxpayers for Fannie Willis to collude with Joe Biden's White House to make sure that they could stiff as hard as possible the taxpayer, and it's going to get them in big trouble. Here's the breaking news: uh, This is patently illegal. Watch. They're crunching the numbers, and it appears that the prosecutor, Wade, spent more than $6,000 on travel in just two months of the year 2022. That's when he was working for the DA, Fonnie Wade. At least two of those trips, he bought plane tickets for himself 
and Wade, both to San Francisco and to Miami. And now a whole new line of inquiry and attack has opened up against the prosecutors. Defense attorneys want to know about White House meetings between Wade and White House officials. Why did the meetings take place? What was discussed there? Were they given instructions on how to prosecute former President Donald Trump? The criticism has gotten to the point where some in the legal community are asking whether the D.A. can continue to do her job. They've managed to to kick up enough dust that the real issue, which is her ability to go forward as the prosecutor, is becoming more and more obscured as more and more revelations are being brought out. There are the receipts. Going to be really hard to push forward with a prosecution of Donald Trump for election conspiracy when the actual conspiracy is Big Fanny and Loverboy heading up to work with Joe Biden to prosecute Joe Biden's foremost political opponent, only political opponent, actually, because Donald Trump is the Republican nominee. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there is a public hearing that is happening in Fulton County, and the residents of Fulton County are turning on Fannie Willis. Now, we have shown you video before of Donald Trump after getting the mugshot that mugshot that hangs prominently in our studio of the people of Fulton County walking out into the streets to cheer on Donald Trump. Now, these are individuals who come from a very impoverished place, a place that has been run into the ground by people like Big Fanny and Loverboy and the corruption there, third world, if you've ever gone to any of these places. These places have not gotten better over the last 70 years. They've gotten dilapidated and arguably far worse under the leadership these type of corrupt goblins. So these people walked out into the street to cheer on Donald Trump, which is incredible. These are areas that vote like 90% Democrat. Yet nonetheless, they're out in the streets cheering on for Trump, cheering Trump on, saying, free my boy Trump, free my N-word Trump, which is what they say in the video. Ladies and gentlemen, is it smart for Fannie Willis? To push forward, we know Loverboy is pushing forward, but is it smart for Fanny to carry on this prosecution? It's becoming politically very, very uh, nerve-wracking for somebody in her position. She holds an elected position. People aren't taking to this lightly. Here's what it looked like in the streets as Donald Trump was leaving the courthouse after his mugshot. You can see people literally cheering for him. Free Trump. Which one are you in, though? They don't want you to see this footage. They don't want you to see this video. This is after Trump's arrest. To my knowledge, we're the only people that play this video. This is Fulton County after Trump's arrest. Free Trump, they're screaming. They got everybody. Look at that fall down. Ladies and gentlemen. That video we popularized and it went insanely viral. We we put it out and the millions and millions of views. It broke a narrative. But now the chickens are coming home to roost as it were. And they're finding plenty of shade right under Big Fanny. 
Ladies and gentlemen, residents of Fulton County are showing up at public hearings to state their displeasure with Big Fanny and Loverboy. Now that the details are coming out about this, and now that these people who live in squalor, who have never been, who live in crime and infestation, and Fannie Willis is freeing and springing from jail every criminal, murderer, arsonist, rapist in Fulton County to go live out on the streets and commit more crimes. Fannie Willis, who is singularly directed to go after Donald Trump by her overlords, the dark money Soros's of the world, the Biden regime, who cares not for any of her community, that community is now turning on her. And it is a really special moment, ladies and gentlemen. A based resident has now gone viral. A bunch of people showed up, but one man individual, in, in one man in particular, showed up to express in the harshest of terms his displeasure with Fannie Willis at a public hearing. This is our based bomb for the day. Please enjoy. It's over. Well, I want to let you know that Derek Blassigan, I'm done with Fulton County fumbling our elections. I'm done with the gross mismanagement of our taxpayer dollars by the Fulton County Democrats on this body. I'm disgusted at the information that is coming out of the district attorney's office as a taxpayer. I am done with most of your silence at the DA's apparent love affair with the special prosecutor and gross mismanagement of taxpayers' dollars to pursue what appears to be a frivolous lawsuit based off of partisan politics. Apparently, guys like me need to court Fulton County female executives if we want a free ride at all paid expense. Apparently, we need to pursue Natalie Hall and Fonnie Willis or maybe the executives in other departments if we want a full ride and full pay. The DA appears to be trying to protect past elections, but upon information and belief, she's trying to interfere with future elections by trying to convict a candidate before the general election. I'm requesting a financial audit to be done by the county auditor of the district attorney's office immediately. I do my best not to judge people on this program, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that man probably isn't like a MAGA hat wearing Republican, lives in Fulton County, Georgia, showing up at a public hearing, and he is burning the place to the ground, talking about the corruption and the shame that it is bringing on their community. Imagine living there. It's fun to make fun of Big Fanny and Loverboy. Loverboy certainly certainly ensuring that everyone from the ta taxpayer to Big Fanny getting stiffed. But imagine living there. Imagine your community is in rot and that crime is rampant and that every criminal gets sprung directly back onto the streets to terrorize you and your family. And imagine you have to live through that and all you see is the person who's there elected to protect you is going after Donald Trump for what, making a phone call? For doing what every Democrat's done for the last 50 years when they lose an election? Oh, it's stolen from me. Yeah, you'd be pissed too. Fulton County residents are showing up at public hearings to impersonate Fannie Willis 
and to publicly humiliate her. The tide has now turned because of reports like this and because of shows like this, we are able to do the one thing that these people can't tolerate, which is ridicule. They cannot tolerate public humiliation. They live and die by headlines and they can't stand it when there is salt and light in their life. They cannot stand it when we expose them. And so hmm, the exposing shall continue, not the kind that Loverboy is doing to Fanny, but the time that we do on this show. People are fed up. Check this out. People are doing impersonations of Fannie Willis. Voters are. Watch. My name is fat ass, sass and crass, no class. Fulton County. I'm incognito today, y'all, because the white folks is after me. I got a little bit of a PR problem. Natalie, you might be able to help me with, I could use the name of your PR firm. You know, the one that got you on the top 100 list. That's the kind of PR I'm looking for. You know, I, I know you'll understand that nothing and nobody comes between me and my Nathan's hot dog. Yeah, come on up in here now, my dark and lovely lunch. Oh yeah, there you are, come on. Yes, my PR firm, all they tell me to do is take me to church. Yeah. Take me to church, I worship you, dog. You're the light of my life. Please forgive me my sins, but I would fall on a knife. You are my destiny, baby. Good God, just get rid of your wife. Take me to church, I go to work. I get my freak on. Take me to church, I write a check. They let me say a few words. never seen that clip oftentimes i watch the i uh, we watch this stuff live you know and, and i i just can't i can't believe it how do you come back from that i got my nathan's hot dog right here <laughs> nathan's hot dog the guy's name is nathan wade lover boy is nathan wade and what is she talking about there exactly something that we have raged about on this program as simple christians um Really important to note that it, you you shouldn't try and uh, bend or contort uh, the, your faith in order to match the politics of the day, right? Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Christ had really clear lines on this kind of stuff. Like, don't wrap yourselves in the robes of the gospel when you're clearly behaving in a criminal capacity. That is That is the way to feel hellfire. It's just a bit of advice. We try as hard as we can to like, you know, again, um, we do a political and a news show here, but there is no more grotesque action that is taken by the modern day Democrat party than to use the black church to go into and then to do boom clap hallelujah uh, campaign speeches from the podiums of black churches. Man, I got to tell you, like Christ created a whip and went and flipped tables and then whipped people inside of synagogues for engaging in behavior like this and for engaging in like personal profiteering inside of the church. It's bad, man. It's just bad. It's just cut and dry. Okay. Read the gospels. But yet lo and behold, as soon the, what that woman, that 
crazy woman with the hot dog was talking about was as soon as Fannie Willis found out, was found out that she's cheating, paying, essentially a male gigolo, a slip and fall ambulance chaser to go after Donald Trump. And they're going on lavish excursions together. We have the credit card receipts. It's worth putting up. Can we toss that up? We have the credit card receipts, just in case you're wondering the kind of the kind of wild excursions that they go on here. You can see here, like tri- like here, tr- American Airlines trips for Fannie Willis and Nathan's hot dog, lover boy, uh, to Royal Caribbean. Look at that. Royal Caribbean. Oh, look to, to a to a vineyard in Napa. What exactly are they doing? And they're billing this. To the taxpayers. Oh, man. This is why people are so furious. And as soon as this came out, Fannie Willis did the one thing that every Democrat does. Bill Clinton on down. As soon as they're caught in some type of horrible sex crime, sex scandal, uh, corruption, they sprint to a podium on inside of a church and then try and play the victim. Not good. This is what Fannie Willis said. She said, you're only coming after me because I'm black and black women can't be expected to be perfect. That's her message to us. If you criticize me, you're a racist. And also I'm doing this on behalf of God. Uh, okay, you know what? It's your mortal soul, but this is uh, this is not the way. Watch it, your skin will crawl, watch. All the glory I receive, it's his grace, not a perfect me. We are at a time in history, people, hear me on this. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. So his flawed, hard-headed, and imperfect child has a message for each of you today. Please find a way to do your extraordinary God-given assignment and make this community and the world a better place for all of his people. I would, at face value, advise you to not say, like, black women can't be perfect. What does that even mean exactly? And how are you using the name of Jesus Christ to defend this exactly? I speak as a simple Christian, but also as a commentator, uh, probably not the right tactic to dig into the gospels and say, Jesus is defending this. I think you're gonna have some really very, very shaky uh, religious legs to stand on. 
theocratic legs to stand on. Inside of Trump's prosecutor, Nathan Wade's $6,000 spending spree on luxury cruises and Caribbean resorts. Ladies and gentlemen, Royal Caribbean cruise ship Freedom of the Seas. Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis took a romantic trip aboard it after he was named special prosecutor. Let's go ahead and look at the cruise ship. Let's go through. Let's go through some of the luxuries of these uh, people from the most impoverished county of Georgia. That looks like a nice place to spend a romantic weekend. There's there's Big Fanny and Loverboy getting ready to bend over the Georgia taxpayer. Here's a uh, Hyatt Regency Royal Spa and Casino where they spent hundreds of dollars. Here's a beautiful here's a beautiful cruise ship, vineyards, romantic vacations, and Fanny Willis goes and grabs the podium of a church and says she's the victim because of her skin color and because she's a woman. Uh, it's not going to work. And before you play the race card, perhaps you should consider that the card that you are swiping to go visit the January 6th committee and get your marching orders from them. Maybe this is part of the deleted files from the January 6th committee. Uh, Perhaps you should consider that that card is traceable. And we can actually see the charges. And we can know that you, Fannie Willis herself, went and met with the January 6th committee in order to get a download as to how to prosecute Donald Trump. How deep does this rabbit hole go? It gets worse. Watch. And when Fannie wasn't getting sexual kickbacks and colluding with Biden's White House, she had Adam Schiff on speed dial. Fannie was working with Adam Schiff in the January 6th case to build the Georgia prosecution. You remember the January 6th committee that banned Republicans from joining and then destroyed all the evidence they collected. It's almost as if Biden's running the Trump prosecutions from the White House. Isn't he? Isn't that what this is all about? It is so egregious and it is so illegal and is so rotten to the core. Report Fannie Willis secretly colluded with January 6th committee could blow up the case. Now, further criminal referrals for Big Fanny, for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Congresswoman Greene, arguably the most notable and powerful and prominent member of the Georgia delegation to D.C., is saying this prosecution must move forward. It's Fannie Willis who's going to be facing jail time. Watch. And our Georgia Attorney General, Chris Carr, where I am asking for them to investigate for criminal investigations into Fonnie Willis and her boyfriend, Nathan Wade. I can tell you right now, I'm a lifelong Georgian, and we are sick and tired and fed up with Fannie Willis using her Fulton County position and Fulton County tax dollars not to prosecute real criminals, but to go after Joe Biden's top political opponent, which is President Trump and other co-defendants in their entire effort to claim that we shouldn't care about elections when absolutely elections are one of the most important things we have in this country. And so I'm recognizing 
recommending criminal referral to Governor Kemp and Chris Carr against Fannie Willis and her boyfriend. She's taking Fulton County taxpayer dollars and she's paying her boyfriend nearly $700,000 while he takes her on lavish vacations, not only in this country, but internationally as well. You talk about pay to play. And then he is invoicing her office, which is the Fulton County taxpayers, saying that he somehow worked 24 hours in one day. I'm sorry, that is corruption and that is an absolute lie. Not only that, he was sent up and he met with the Biden White House as he is planning to prosecute President Trump. We know exactly what this is. I'm calling on Governor Kemp and our Attorney General Chris Carr, investigate and prosecute Fannie Willis and end this witch hunt immediately. It's outrageous. Breaking news from seconds ago. This just posted. Just posted a minute ago. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I just filed a complaint with the Georgia Ethics Commission against District Attorney Fannie Willis, alleged boyfriend Nathan Wade for potential violations of state law. It's getting real. This is from foxnews.com. Let's click on the article. MTG files complaint against secret boyfriend of George DA prosecuting Trump. Serious violations. Marjorie Taylor Greene has worked uh, with her attorneys to outline those serious violations. This is big. Marjorie Taylor Greene very, very close with Donald Trump. Donald Trump commenting on all of uh, on all of this. I tell you the truth. Donald Trump is an animal. What do I mean by that? He's a ferocious, uh, he's ferocious in situations like this. Like you should not, he's, he's been a, he's been a rock ribbed brawler inside of the celebrity and scandal department of America for the better part of the last 50 years. You are not going to outdo Trump on situations like this. Remember Donald Trump with the FBI lawyers that were cheating on their spouses together. Her lover, Peter Strzok and his lover, the lover Lisa Page. Like, that that was almost more damaging, their personal failings and the sexual scandals than at the, it, it, it shouldn't be this way, but then them spying on Trump and colluding in order to use the Justice Department and the FBI to stop Trump's election. The fact that they were cheating on their spouses together, it just, like, it just totally made them immoral human beings. So they are walking directly into the jaws of Donald Trump here. And, well, it's starting to get very delicious. Here's Donald Trump recently on uh, Big Fanny and Loverboy. We had a very big event yesterday, as you saw, in Georgia, where the district attorney is totally compromised. The case has to be dropped. In fact, they say she's in far more criminal liability than any of the people she's looking at. So I think that when you look at what happened, we're... They pay a lawyer with absolutely no experience, $700,000, who happens to be her lover or her boyfriend. And uh, then they go on trips and vacations together, very expensive vacations together. And the reason they paid him so much, because he was after me. The reason they pay him so much is because he's coming after Trump. This guy has not made enough to pay for a Bazooka Joe bubblegum stick in his legal profession and pedigree. Yet here he is coming after Donald Trump, getting paid nearly a million dollars by the taxpayers to go after Donald Trump. It's fraudulent. And these people are brought low. 
they are brought up. These evil people, these leaders are always humbled. Trust in God's timing here. They're always humbled, especially if they insult the church and if they insult the tenets of Christianity. Like if they're abusing that position, which is what you do when you go stand up and cling to a podium and declare this is only happening to me. Like all these bad things that I that I created, all these things, like the consequences of my own actions are happening to me because I'm a black woman. There is mercy and salvation and repentance in our faith, but don't abuse the podium of the church like that. Don't shroud yourself. Don't don't wrap yourself in that and then claim that I'm a, that that I'm that that I am allowed to engage in this criminal behavior. It's bad. It's all bad. Also, another final thing is don't use Satanists or witches to try and profit politically from. Also, not a very great Christian thing to do. If we're going to like tick a box as to what's the best Christian thing to do here, um, don't use witches, Wiccans, and Satanists in order to uh, get gains in this earth. Not a great look. But that's exactly what Fannie Willis did. Remember, the jury four person for the uh, Donald Trump indictments is herself a witch. Oh, yeah. No, no, like an actual witch, like a pentagram spell casting witch. We can prove it. We have her social media. We'll show it to you. She also behaves like a person that is deeply untethered to reality. Uh, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is the jury four person that was best friends with Fannie Willis in order to get this indictment over the line. You have to get the indictment first. Fannie Willis best friend in all of this, a witch. Watch. <laughs> Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. Mm. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Seems super grounded. Seems like somebody who you should absolutely entrust with the prosecution of Donald Trump. It seems like definitely, definitely the best, the best kind of people, the witches in our society. Here, that same person is on a CNN interview talking like with her eyes rolling back in her head, incapable of like staying still writhing like somebody out of The Exorcist, like the girl in The Exorcist, uh, with sheer glee about about prosecuting Trump, ladies and gentlemen. And then we'll show you, we'll show you her witchcraft account. Watch. Is it? Would you say when it comes to there are indi there are indictments recommended? Of course. Is it yes. more than twelve people? Is it more than twenty people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> More, I mean, if, when it comes to... 
Oh, okay, great. Well, okay. Um, let's see. If you're having an affair with a married man, if you're behaving criminally with taxpayer money, if you're colluding with the White House, if you're using witches to get your indictments, don't think you're on the side of right here, lady. Just, I'm just going to take a, and then if you're desecrating the altar of the church, don't think you're on the side of justice and right and light, but who am I to judge, right? Like, who am I? We'll leave these things up to God himself. And it does seem as though there are judgments being made in this case. Here, check this out. Judge previously removed Fannie Willis from 2020 election case for political bias. What would that political bias be? The judge presiding over the former Donald Trump's election conspiracy case in Georgia has scheduled a hearing on Thursday to consider a request of discovery from one of Trump's co-defendants. Fulton County Superior Judge Scott McAfee issued a one-page order. Clark's motion to compel. Uh, uh, Clark's motion to compel, dated January 12th, asked the court to deliver Willis to turn over any evidence documenting any contact she had with the White House. Turns out that this judge has also previously kicked Fannie Willis off of election cases. Now, we did a thread, actually, going back to Fannie Willis's own questioning of election integrity in her own county of Fulton County, Georgia. It is quite astonishing. ALF, can you grab that? Fannie Willis has a long history herself of questioning the results of elections. This went thermonuclear. We did it before she scrubbed all of her social media. She deleted everything after we did this. And we went back and we were able to surface all of the times that Fannie Willis has said that elections were rigged or that elections were corrupt or that there was funny business happening with water leaks and such inside of Georgia. The kind of things that she wants to lock people up in prison for, she herself was doing. It's truly remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. Judge in Trump prosecutor's divorce case cuts off DA Fannie Willis lawyer during hearing. Let me interrupt you. They're getting badgered in court. These people are being absolutely manhandled in court. Not the kind of manhandling that Fannie Willis does with Loverboy. Very different, but nonetheless, truly embarrassing. Judge unseals divorce case of Fannie Willis's trap prosecutor, Nathan Wade. Fulton County DA's deposition is put on hold in another dramatic twist in Trump's election subversion trial. So you can see here, ladies and gentlemen, all of the spending that is getting them in trouble. Fannie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney who charged Trump, faces accusation of inappropriate relationship with Nathan Wade, the prosecutor she hired to pursue the case against the former president. Unsealing Wade's divorce case means Willis now faces more secrets of her ties to him being spilled. The affair allegations threatened to derail the election case in which charges of Trump and 18 other allies working to overturn the 2020 election. Willis has defended hiring Wade, who had little prosecutorial experience, to handle the case against Trump, but has not directly denied the romantic relationship. Trump and others have seized on the allegations of the affair. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we did as soon as Donald Trump was prosecuted. We surfaced, we went through, scraped all Fannie Willis' social media, and surfaced Fannie Willis straight up questioning elections. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis regularly questioned election results using her office to push unfounded election conspiracy theories. Georgia could deter, this is Fannie Willis posting on November 4th of 2020. Uh, a team of lawyers needs to watch them count every single vote. They can start with Fulton where we're having water leaks. 
What ballots are they throwing out? Georgia lips give an honest accounting. No stunts, Fannie says. Criticizing her own election process. Here's Fannie Willis with radical Black Lives Matter activists. Fannie Willis advocating and campaigning for Democrats inside of her public office with proud Democrat mugs. Fannie Willis talking about the water pipe burst in Fulton County. Fannie Willis saying that they can do better in their counting of elections. Fannie Willis talking about how the Secretary of State is the person who controls elections. And I wonder if they realize how important that role is and that, well, Democrats won't get a fair shake. And here's Fannie Willis declaring that the 2020 election was an absolute disaster, along with saying that many of us feel like they should abolish the Electoral College. Fannie Willis against the Electoral College. Incredible. Truly, truly remarkable. Fannie Willis is going after Donald Trump for his tweets. Hmm. Seems like this could absolutely boomerang and could potentially hit Big Fanny. Right where it hurts. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are uh, efforting Ken Paxton, who is the Attorney General of Texas. Now, uh, our team is working on it. He is uh, going to be joining the show soon, but uh, I want to let you know, I want to just let you know that there's a, a preview here. We're having some slight connectivity problems. We'll be bringing you the Attorney General uh, as quickly as we get him on. Uh, to preview that, let's set up another disaster in the making for the Biden regime, a showdown with another state, the state of Texas. Constitutional rights to defend Texas against invasion supersedes federal law, says governor. Man, it is nice to see Texas acting like Texas again. Ladies and gentlemen, earlier this week, all of the women on the Supreme Court, including John Roberts, voted to do something astonishing, voted to say that the federal government has the right to come into a state and to declare that that state must be invaded. Regardless of what threats that may pose to the state, that that state has a right to, that state has no right to protect itself from invasion and in fact must allow invasion to occur from foreign enemies. Now, if you're scratching your head at that ruling and saying, uh, wait a second, that seems to be exactly the opposite of the founders who ratified the Constitution, the opposite of what they would want, you'd be correct. Of course, the people who wrote the Constitution, the document that the Supreme Court is supposed to uphold with the great shame of Justice Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett, of all people, uh, voting with the left wing of the court to allow Joe Biden to go in and cut the razor wire in Texas, you might be saying, wasn't the Constitution written at a time when a foreign power was invading sovereign states here in America, and we actually created a country because that invasion was so egregious to the rules of this nation? Wasn't that the purpose of the Constitutional Convention? To ensure that states had a right to protect against invasion from the British or the Spanish or anywhere? Yes. And that our founders would be rolling over in their graves at a Supreme Court that says, no, the federal government must will allow for you to be invaded as a state. You as a state have no rights here. Yes. 
Doesn't that stand directly against multiple articles of the Federalists and multiple articles of our Constitution? Yes, you'd be right. And more importantly, what's the actual game here? Why the invasion? I think it's really important to sort of put a pin in what's happening. There are, at time of recording, based on the best expert knowledge of demographics in this country, 30 million illegal criminal aliens that are here. So ladies and gentlemen, those 30 million illegal criminal aliens are now at the behest of the Democrat Party being pushed for full citizen and voting rights. That's what this new immigration bill is about. If you add 30 million new people to the American voter rolls, what does that do? Well, data shows us that at a rate of 90%, first generation immigrants vote for Democrats. So what Democrats are doing then is adding to the voter rolls the amount of votes that would mean permanent Democrat majorities forever in America. The largest, the widest margin in the presidential popular vote was 17 million votes, and that was in 1984 with Ronald Reagan versus Mondale. And so what you are effectively doing here by allowing and then by giving citizenship to these criminal migrants is a permanent Democrat majority forever. That is the end goal. It has nothing to do with our economy. It has nothing to do with uh, humanitarian aid to people. It has nothing to do with asylum. It has nothing to do with kids in cages. It has everything to do with changing the demographic makeup of this country for permanent control by the super state and their servants inside of the Democrat Party. Those are the numbers, that's the data, and that's the game afoot. And that is why this issue is so important. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a revolution brewing in Texas. The Supreme Court, in a, uh, in a ruling that is a disgrace to our nation and the founding of this country, decided that Texas is no longer able to defend itself. Now governors across the nation are beginning to back Texas and saying, hold up, if you can do this to Texas, well, what rights do we have? It's been pretty special to see as Texas begins to act like Texas again. And as Republican governors begin to coalesce around, wait a second, states' rights actually do matter. This is a conversation we've been waiting to have for quite a while. Check it out. Several high-profile Republican governors, including Ron DeSantis of Florida, now rushing to Abbott's defense, arguing states like theirs also have a right to protect themselves. And their support comes only a few days after the Supreme Court sided with the Biden administration, ruling some of the uh, border razor wire put up by Texas must come down. Now, as you guys also mentioned, there's a small number of Texas Democrats calling on President Biden to federalize the Texas National Guard. The White House has not indicated it's looking to do such a thing, even though it's pushing for a legislative solution with Congress. 
Greg Abbott responded in the harshest possible terms to this. And by the way, when Democrats say they want to secure the border, a reminder, Democrats battled Texas all the way to the Supreme Court in order to remove the barriers that they put up to defend their state. And they wish to strike a border agreement with Republicans after doing that? No. And the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, is calling out this bullshit for what it is and are saying, we're not, we're not going to suffer it. Not here, not now. This is Texas. God bless Texas. Watch. It was the states that created the United States. And when the states voted to uh, create the United States and have a constitution, uh, included in that agreement was the compact that the federal government would take care of the states. And Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution speaks to that and, and says that uh, if the federal government does not take care of the states and the states are in danger, well, we can ask the federal government to live up to its obligation. Then the authors of the Constitution knew there would be times when the federal government would not live up to its duty. And so they empowered states in Article 1, Section 10, the right of self-defense. And what Texas is asserting is our Article 1, Section 10 right of self-defense mm. because the President of the United States is not fulfilling his duty to enforce the laws passed by Congress that deny illegal entry into the United States. It's blatantly unconstitutional. It should wither under an actual just court. The states of Montana, Florida, South Dakota, Virginia, Oklahoma, Georgia, Utah, West Virginia have all backed Texas in this. These are dangerous times. And ladies and gentlemen, now we are going to be joined by the chief law enforcement official of the state of Texas to talk about these dangerous times and what Texas is going to do about it. Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, joins the show now. Mr. Attorney General, thank you so much for being on the program. Appreciate you uh, sticking with us through <laughs> what I heard was a couple of technical difficulties, but nothing as difficult as the federal government coming in to cut your border, your razor wire uh, at your border. Um, first off, your your take on this, uh, there, there is, our take is there is no way that the founders of the Constitution would have ever intended the federal government to be able to force an invasion on a state. That seems utterly antithetical to the actual founding of our nation, which was to have 13 different states that that protected themselves, right? Am yeah, I correct so, in that? I mean, I'm the one that filed this lawsuit. I, it started happening. You know, when I got impeached, I couldn't do anything. I can't. I saw it happening while I was out. The day I came back, I brought this to my staff and said, we have to stop this. There's no way that the federal government has the authority to damage our property, to stop us from defending the border. So just because we have a 5-4 ruling by the Supreme Court doesn't mean they're right. And it doesn't mean we're going to help them damage our own property and allow them to easily come cut our, prop uh, our fences down. It's still wrong. And we're actually still in this case. It's not over. Obviously, it's a bad sign when they get rid of the injunction, but we're actually still in this case on the merits at the at the trial level. So what is the path moving forward? I've seen some very strong statements out of the Texas state legislature and the governor uh, whose administration you serve. Uh, what is the path forward here? More razor wire I'm seeing. 
Absolutely. More razor wire. We're going to start deporting people. I think in March, when that goes effective, we have legislation passed and it, it goes into effect, I think, in March. And once they start deporting people, I'm sure the Biden administration will love that. Uh, we are also still protecting Shelby Parks. We're not letting uh, the Border Patrol in there to process people. They can come in if they need to do some some emergency process, but we're not letting them in there just to let more people in. So you're right. It cannot be true that just because the federal government not just ignores their federal laws, but actually aids and abets the cartels in getting people here. Because remember, these people are coming to our country. They're being brought by the cartels. They're not hiding anymore. They're not trying to run from border patrol. I don't think people realize it. They're actually just being brought to us. And the Biden administration is helping get as many people here for the very reason that you talked about with the election as possible in as fast a period of time before Biden is out of office. So can you please explain to me, who is certainly not a legal scholar nor a lawyer, uh, how the how the Supreme Court could could rule on this along, you know, John Roberts, of course, to his great shame, but as predicted, and Amy Coney Barrett was, I think, was a surprise to many people, how they could possibly rule that the Constitution, which was written by a bunch of people that had just rejected and repulsed the British invasion of their homes, uh, would allow for the foreign invasion of a state. Like, how, how do you square that? So they didn't actually give us an explanation. They just got rid of the injunction. So we don't actually have an opinion letting us know what they're, why they said this. Now, we can go back to Roberts, you know, 10, 12 years ago when the, the uh, US v. Arizona case came down. He sided with the liberal judges back then. And unfortunately, now I was hoping with the new justices that they would all stick together against Roberts on this issue. Or maybe Roberts could see the error of his ways over the last 10, 15 years in allowing that case to go forward, he's seen the consequences of, of not just Texas, but really the entire country. And yet, here he is again, blocking the states from protecting their very own citizens from all types of crimes and all potential of, of even terrorists coming across the border. Does this mean no more sanctuary cities? I mean, well, right, like, so does this, does this ruling mean that the federal government can just seize control of sanctuary cities and that they have supremacy here? when it comes to immigration policy. So the next Republican administration just marches directly into sanctuary cities and say, this isn't a real thing. Yeah, it seems like that, doesn't it? It seems like if, if that's true, if it's, if it's true on one side, it certainly seems like the, you know, the feds can do it on the other side, which is say, we're not going to honor sanctuary cities. You can't do that anymore. We're going to, you know, move these people out of here. So you would think that, but none of this makes any sense. This is not the constitution. This is a bunch of liberal judges ignoring the fact that we have a right as a state to protect ourselves. And you're right. It goes back to the founding of our country. There's no way that the founders would say, oh, yeah, if 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 the federal government's not going to protect you, you have to let all the consequences and potentially, you know, people dying. You have to let all those consequences happen. States No, no, you have no right to fight back. I mean, Madison actually talks about this. The Federalist Papers, there, there are multiple articles in the Federalist Papers about the potential of a foreign invasion and how the states are the first line of defense. And so now, given this ruling, I guess you'd have to like re you'd have to reverse engineer that, but then state that if a Republican if a Republican became president and the federal government has supremacy here, then a Republican could build a wall like Fort Knox on the border. And Democrats couldn't do anything about it. I mean, right? Like, isn't that, can't you reverse engineer this yeah. into like Texas, 
Like the federal government can assist in Texas, like in a Trump, next Trump administration, could assist in Trump, uh, Texas in building like a, like a, a militarized wall on the border, including crocodiles and a moat. I, I would think exactly. If, if, if the Supreme Court's right, and obviously you'd have to have some congressional approval because they're, they're, uh, uh, actually none of this is congressional approval. So you're right. I think you're right. I think that if, if the Supreme Court's rationale is correct, any president can do anything about immigration he wants, and it's fine, according yes. to the Supreme Court. I love reverse engineering this because, like, people, people, you know, boom, clap, you know, squee online, libs do, and then they don't understand, like, what happens when Trump wins a 350 electoral vote landslide in November and then comes in and says, oh, well, lucky me. That, the Supreme Court's decided I can build anything I want on the border because I have supremacy here. Exactly. And so get— I actually started thinking about this from the standpoint of, oh, Congress has got to approve it. But under their theory, it's whatever Joe Biden wants to do or doesn't want to do. And then we have no ability to stop it. So if that's true, then presumably Trump can do whatever he wants to do, whether the states like it or not, or the federal government's authorized it, he can do it. Okay, so we're going to go full Game of Thrones, like the Great White Wall, like fantastic. Okay. Great. Thanks a lot. Again, I'm not arguing this is a good thing. Obviously, this is a very this is clearly a very bad thing. And now you've had all like the Republican Avengers have come to your side. It's actually quite neat to see uh, an enormous phalanx of Republican governors have been standing up uh, for Texas. What aid are they offering you? Uh, so far, I mean, it's just words. But I do think that that's encouraging because hopefully this actually wakes the Supreme Court up. It wakes Congress up to actually act or maybe change because look, there's up until now, the Supreme Court's never had any pushback from Republican governors other than a few, you know, like Abbott or maybe Ducey when he was there and occasionally uh, DeSantis. Now, if you have Republican governors allying together to speak out, I think we've got a much better chance of the Supreme Court maybe paying attention and maybe switching one of those votes. I'm not sure, maybe Roberts is a lost cause, but maybe Amy Comey Barrett is not. Mm-hmm. So this statement by Governor Greg Abbott, which I'm sure you had a hand in helping craft that you have also uh, promoted on your ex-account, Mr. Attorney General, uh, you say that you stand ready to bring any legal means necessary to defend Texas. We push back against the out-of-control federal government. So what does that mean? Because now people inside of the Texas delegations are saying, how about you just – Joe Biden should just wartime federalize the Texas National Guard, should just send American troops – to conquer Texas, uh, right? Like, is, is that where we're heading? If it is, it's pretty scary. I mean, I can't imagine that occurring, but look, we're in uncharted territory given the invasion that we have and the federal government aiding and abetting the invasion. And so we're fighting our own government. States, we need to realize this. We are fighting. We may not be doing it with guns. God help us if we end up there, but that is not the situation we should be in. The federal government should be helping us prevent the very bad consequences of allowing criminals and terrorists into our country. And it, it, it's it's hard to believe, but that's where we're at. So the razor wire shall continue until morale approves. Uh, the deportations in the new immigration act that was just passed and signed into law, those will begin this spring. Do you believe that the federal government will step in to stop you from doing that? Joe Biden has threatened to. Oh, I think they'll definitely try it. I mean, they've been emboldened by the Supreme Court. Uh, well, I say the Supreme Court, five members of the Supreme Court. So I have no doubt that they're confident that Roberts and maybe Amy Barrett, Amy uh, Coney Barrett will side with them. I don't know. Hopefully, 
they'll they'll wake up and realize the massive consequences to that. But we're not going to stop trying. We have to fight because we have an obligation to help protect our citizens if the Biden administration is going to do just the opposite. So Article 1 of the Constitution allows for the state's rights to self-defense. Has that just been destroyed here? What, what's your legal reading on this, Mr. Attorney General? No, I don't think you can ever destroy the Constitution. I mean, whatever they say it means, the words are, are pretty clear. So I think we have a, a right and an obligation to defend our borders when the federal government fails to do that. And it was contemplated, as you said, by James Madison. It was the governor spoke of that himself, that there were times that the founders were worried that the federal government wouldn't step in. And individual states have the right and the moral obligation to 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 protect their citizens. And we're going to do it somehow, some way we're going to do it. Well, uh, Godspeed in all of that. I have one final, I guess, um, potential scenario to discuss with you that that I think might put this into clearer context. Regularly, the, I, I try as hard as I can to explain this to, to liberals, like what they are doing to themselves. Regularly, Vladimir Putin talks about the purchase of Alaska. And Alaska is closer to Russia than it is to mainland America and talks about what a mistake that was and how he wants to take that back, how, how he wants to dissolve uh, that treaty and essentially take back Alaska. And so under this ruling, Alaska wouldn't be able to defend itself from like a Russian invasion. Like, correct? Like, you, like the federal government could and may decide that uh, Alaska just simply has to go back to the Russians. Uh, yeah. And uh, not just I mean, be Joe Biden decides that. I, I, yeah. I think they're right. You know, they made a mistake in the 1800s. And, and yeah, just we're not going to stop it. Let Russia have it. And under exactly under this theory, Alaska would be just stuck. Uh, they wouldn't be they wouldn't supposedly be allowed to do anything. We know that they would do everything they could uh, right. to stop that from happening. But that is that is the theory. They would have no right as long as the federal government, because they are preempted from protecting themselves. They can't protect themselves. Such a, po- such a poisonous political theory. Other than prayers, how can our audience help you, Mr. Attorney General? Look, just stay engaged. I mean, keep talking about it. I'm, I'm grateful that you are and uh, encourage, you know, your political leaders to get involved. If you're in other states, which we have people out listening from all these states, encourage your governor, encourage your attorney general to speak out about what's going on, because the more they the more they hear from us in Washington, the more likely we are to get what we need. Yes, yes, that is exactly right. There's true power in the people. It still is that way, thank God. That is what Democrats are actually trying to solve. That's the 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 X in the equation that they are trying to solve with 30 million criminal illegal aliens in this country is that, to dilute your power as a citizen. Don't let them do it. God bless you for fighting, and God bless Texas. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Godspeed. Ladies and gentlemen. We uh, appreciate your patience there. We uh, were uh, working very hard on ensuring that we could get a uh, crisp and clean shot. We know how disrupted it is sometimes when the um, when the connections aren't stable, and so uh, we were able to get it sorted. And God bless, uh, God bless all of our all of those in Texas fighting, and our producers for making sure that we can get our guests here loud and clear. So uh, we do have somebody who presumably might play this clip on her show. Joy Reid. Joy Reid is a salty, salty lib. She's regularly uh, the person who takes the mantle at the salt that lib salting. And we shall salt her today because Joy Reid had a triggered 
meltdown about Texas protecting itself on TV, and it is hysterical. So please get your salt shakers out for something we do on this program, every program, salting the lib. Let's go. And very quickly, this massive resistance, it sounds like the old Southerners who said that we will resist integration by any means necessary, that Chip Roy language. How does that read inside of the Latino community? I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very simple. You know, if you're the Republican Party, you're, you're allegedly the party of laws and order, and you're essentially telling local authorities to break the law. No, so I think once again, going into this image of, you know, who is the party of law and order and who is the party for democracy, I think that's where we all have to highlight the hypocrisy, regardless of the politics. They're essentially telling people to break the law. So Joy Reid, so Joy Reid wants to tell you that Republicans are terrorists, wants to tell you that by following the Constitution, they are essentially, Texans are essentially, and I quote, old Southerners who will resist integration by any means necessary. So they're calling now the criminal invasion of our nation integration, immigration, integration. This is the new racialized language that gets parroted out of people like Joy Reid's mouth. So she hates Trump. You're telling me she hates Trump more than anyone on earth. Yet she's decided to go to her hairstylist and say, give me the Trump. That's, That's what you're telling me. If you hate Trump that much, then why do you do that? Don't make no sense to a guy like me. Show me. Let let me let let me let me see her. Let me see your Rolls Royce. Show the people, because you may you may miss it. You may miss it if you don't look if you if you you don't look close enough. But you can see it here, ladies and gentlemen, clear as day. She goes to her hairstylist and she goes. Trump. She holds up a photo of Donald Trump. She says, give me that. Give me the Trump. You got some explaining to do, Joy Reid. Big Fanny has some explaining to do. Loverboy has some explaining to do. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a question. I hope somebody asks. I really, truly do. We asked Piers Morgan yesterday if he's the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2. We're, we are willing to ask the hard questions for you. Um, obviously, there are, uh, you know, hard things that we won't do, like be a lover boy to Fanny, to Big Fanny. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are willing to go there on your behalf. Piers Morgan had us on yesterday um, for a hit. We had a great time. Um, but there were big questions. If Joy Reid ever has me on a program, I will ask her, why do you ask for the Trump when you go to your hairstylist? When Piers Morgan had us on yesterday, uh, we asked, why are you the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2? We do this for you. It's about fact finding. It's about getting to the core of the truth. This is a question that we've all been asking for a very long time. And ladies and gentlemen, we asked it. Here we go. The impending return of Donald Trump, the Teflon Don. Uh, we shall see. It's going to be Here's, a fascinating year. Lara, great to see you. Thank you so much. Send the family Here's really best. quickly. Benny, final word. May I ask you a question? Yes. May I ask you a question? Yeah. This is a question that the internet's been asking for a very long time. 
and we don't have an answer and it must come from you, sir. Were you in a movie with Donald Trump <laughs> called Home Alone 2? That is Were not you me. The pigeon lady? That Were is not me in Home Alone 2. I'm grateful for the chance to put McCoy? the record straight. Kevin? That's actually Did a female actress. It's not me. It looks you look like There's no shame in it, Pierce. <laughs> nice. No I'm not the classic. pigeon lady in Home Alone 2. Although, it's I do classic. get in Central Park a lot, and I can see the resemblance, but it's not me. Uh, but thank you, Benny. I appreciate it. You got your viral moment, you bleep. Uh, <laughs> I just had to bring it up. We had to. The reason we could do things like that is because we are independent, exclusively independent on this program, and we want to remain that way. We're one of the very few uh, podcasts and streams that are not completely and totally wholly uh, or at all owned by a corporation or by people who can pull the strings to make sure that we don't have moments like that or that we can't do an entire show on Big Fanny and Loverboy. We want to be able to do that. We want to be able to talk about immigration so that they get permanent Democrat majorities. Obviously, that's the point. But you can't say stuff like that if you are corporately owned. And we wish to remain independent for you. We have some big things planned, and we want you to be part of them. We ask humbly if you wish to support our program, join the Benny Brigade. The Benny Brigade is the membership. That lets you be a brigade inside of the Salty Army. I have it right here on my mug. These mugs available inside of the Benny store on our website, BennyJohnson.com. BennyJohnson.com slash brigade allows you for less than what it costs to buy a $5 foot long per month uh, to support us and to keep us independent and to keep us rocking and rolling and doing this show. And we hope that you're rolling during this show. When you sign up for the Benny Brigade, you will get the exclusive Benny Brigade keychain sent to you free of charge. Handmade by craftsmen, leathersmiths, and veterans here in this country with the Benny Brigade Salty Army logo and a tank that shoots delicious, tasty pillars of salt at our enemies. Please consider joining today, bennyjohnson.com slash brigade. Some very, very good news for you today. Let's start with billionaire Reed Hoffman. Pauses funding for Nikki Haley. Pauses billionaire Reed Hoffman. Democrat super donor Reed Hoffman. Nikki Haley is exclusively funded by Democrats. Nikki Haley is a Democrat. Nikki Haley's voters are Democrats. Nikki Haley's biggest donors are all Democrats. But now Nikki Haley um, hasn't done a great job. And so her Democrat overlords are stopping her funding. The only reason for Nikki Haley to be in this race is so that Democrats have an inside track to attack Donald Trump. This is the goal. Nikki Haley is an arsonist. She is trying to burn down the Republican Party from the inside, just like John McCain, just like Mitt Romney. They're the same people, just like Paul Ryan. They're the same people. So it's really good when these uh, bad things happen to the Nikki Haley campaign. Other good news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of liberation on and, and protecting our borders, our southern border needs protecting, our northern border needs protecting. And there's a man, a liberator, who has traveled to Canada. His name is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is packing stadiums in Canada. Look at this. This is insanity. This is a Tucker Carlson speech in Edmonton, Canada. We know we have a lot of viewers in Canada, and we are uh, absolutely 
thrilled that you are showing up for Tucker. If you showed up for Tucker last night in Edmonton, what I assume is a hockey rink, a hockey arena here, um, then God bless you. Here's what you heard from Tucker Carlson talking about um, <laughs> Justin Trudeau being a dictator. Oh, you know, <laughs> go to Canadian Tire for an hour. Uh, Justin, can you watch my kids? <laughs> I don't think you're going to do that. Once you've been in your country, it's totally cool. Don't worry, he's a good steward. Um, but he will collapse under the weight of his own ludicrousness and go back to Cuba or do whatever he does. <laughs> but. What? You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's just too great to check. <laughs> so if I ever meet him, I'm going to demand a 23 in me, like right away. Uh... <laughs> He's talking about Fidel Castro being Justin Trudeau's father, which is actually plausible if you go look into it. Justin Trudeau's uh, mom traveled a lot to communist Cuba. Justin Trudeau's father was a communist. And Castro... Man, looks a shocking amount like Justin Trudeau. You line the two up side by side and you can see the resemblance. It is astonishing. Is Justin Trudeau Fidel Castro's son? Well, if you look at the policies, well, it makes a lot of sense. If you look at the facial structure, makes a lot of sense. Check this out. Yeah. Wow especially the bottom right there. Holy cannoli. That's like a rip. That's a ringer, dude. That's a ringer. Toss a beard on Justin Trudeau and it's like the same person, in fact. Look at some of these. Look at some of these other ones. And they're like, it, it's like the, it's, it's just like a face swap. There you go. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't know. We don't know. We don't have 100% assurity that Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son, although it sure as hell looks like it. We would need a DNA test for that. But we do have 100% assurity that you should probably diversify your investments. We try as hard as we can to be good financial stewards ourselves at this program. But looking at the landscape of finances and the people in charge of it, Janet Yellen, Joe Biden, uh, you wouldn't let these people run a pop stand, a lemonade stand in your neighborhood, and you should not let them run the largest economy on planet Earth. Have you looked at the deficits that the Federal Reserve is running right now? The interest payments on this? It is unsustainable. Invest in gold today. Do so with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you back some of your savings very simply and very securely with gold, with precious metals, with an IRA, 401k, or actual physical gold and silver. They run the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry, and their relationships are based on integrity, experience, and impeccable service. I know this myself as I have invested with them myself. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY to get up for $5,000 of free silver with a qualifying purchase. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Alex, what, what are these, uh, what are these, what are these tweets? Oh yeah, these tweets from Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Read my statement on the passing of former Cuban President Fidel Castro. <laughs> not dictator, not communist murderer, 
who attacks people because of their race or sexual orientation. No, no, these are like the kind of things that Justin Trudeau would really care about, right? Nope, not when Fidel, not when daddy does it. Justin Trudeau with this mewling, like whiny, lavish statement. The Prime Minister Justin Trudeau today issued the following statement. It is with deep sorrow that I learned today of the death of Cuba's longest serving president, Fidel Castro. He was a larger-than-life leader who served his people for almost half a century. This is real. This is direct. This is real. This is on the Canadian government's prime minister's page. It is still up. He's a legendary revolutionary, an orator. Mr. Castro made significant improvements on education and healthcare for his island nation. Also, Daddy never loved me. Daddy. So embarrassing. I am so sorry if you live in Canada. Truly. We live in America, and we wish to keep this place free. We wish to do our very, very best to ensure that you, the Native American, the person who was born here, that means you're a native here, uh, are allowed to preserve this place for your future, for your family, for you. And the only way to do that is to ensure that this is a safe and happy place to live and that we are bound together by something. And the way that our founding fathers did it was, well, they all believed in God. So that is why we share a verse of the day. The verse of the day from Psalms 9. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. All that they needed to save Sodom and Gomorrah. And our, is America Sodom and Gomorrah right now? Yeah. Um, most nations go that way, unfortunately. Uh, all that they needed, all the angels needed, all that God needed was to save Sodom was one good man. Find me one good man. One good woman, be that person, save this nation, be the one good person. You have not forsaken those who seek you. Seek God and find your stronghold in him. We will be oppressed, the verse says. Yes, obviously, that is how it happens in this sunken world. But we will have the victory in this life or the next. You're fighting and I'm fighting right alongside you. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.